So, what do you want to do? You want to get out of the country? No. I'm not going anywhere. What? I'm going to get Sean Archer. With your help. Okay. Welcome home, baby. Ooh. Now, how are we supposed to do that? He's, uh... He's vulnerable at home. No! I mean... This is Sean Archer we're talking about. This isn't just some boy scout. No, besides, his house is probably alarmed up the wazoo. The code is 10 That's his dead son's birthday. Don't it just break your heart? Oh. <laughs> That's brilliant. That's sick. <laughs> <laughs> How is it that you know so much about Sean? Ha, I, uh, sleep with his wife. (laughs) 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 Oh, this grass is great. So once we kidnap Supercop, then what? Tiny, uh, surgery. I'd like to take, take his, his face off. Yes, excuse me, I have to use the little boy's wee-wee room. Cats, you want to take his face? Yes, his face off. Eyes, nose, skin, it's coming off. Face off? No more drugs for that man. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> 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 the fuck? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. You can't handle the truth. King Kong ain't got shit on me. I am I'm so much crazier. I am the one who knocks. Go ahead. Make my day. Because it's time for the hundredth episode of Facing Off, a podcast where we have been so lucky to compare two similar movies or shows for 99 previous episodes. If you don't know us by now, my name is Gabe, and I've been joined by one of my co-hosts, Nick, for what feels like a hundred years. It's fucking tiresome. (laughs) And we are so grateful for all the people who have been along for the journey, but... We are especially grateful that our other co-host, Layla, joined us for most of that journey. Thank you, Layla. Thanks for having me, boys. (laughs) It's been a blast. It has been. I can't (laughs) wait for the next 100. Are we doing another 100 episodes after this? I don't know. (laughs) We all just get quiet. (laughs) Yeah, you guys are like, yeah, Yeah, no, this is when I'm out. Next 100. Yeesh. Yeah. Well, Yeesh. to celebrate a hundred episodes, <laughs> Nick had a great idea. Yeah, we're gonna take our faces off and we're gonna switch them. Yeah, and our did. and we got voice modulators. That's actually as well. Nick talking. Yeah, this is Gabe. 
but yeah, but we we switched. We've worked on our voice modulation, so we're good now. But something something Nick, movies something something neurosis. Nick and I had to hold off on doing the movie. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Nick and I had to hold off on doing the movie Face Off. Even though our poster for like 50 episodes yep. was the face-off poster. Uh, because we wanted to save it for the 100th episode. And so today we are facing face-off against Broken Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I don't, know about, I don't know about you listeners. Like yeah. I didn't know what that poster was because I had never seen face-off before. So like enlightening. Oh, it? Oh, okay. Enlightening. <laughs> Oh, wow. oh, that is like a is super famous poster. Is this the yeah. first you knew that that's what the poster was? Yeah. Wow. Wait, you mean when you were just this for this just episode? Now, 30 seconds ago. What? No, I knew that that oh, was okay. the poster right. of the like movie. You, yeah. But like when I when you guys used it, I had no idea what movie that was. And I didn't know what the gotcha. poster was. So I didn't get the reference. Now I am fully enlightened. I don't know if I'm better for it, but I'm fully... We basically like, replaced the movie and became more important in the cultural... Um, zeitgeist. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Zeitgeist. Um, yeah, so these two movies are two 90s action movies made by the absolute nut job of an action director, John Woo, and starring... Woo. John Woo! Uh, and starring John Travolta... And both of them are a tale of two rivals fighting against against each other for the fate of the world, but not really because face off there's there's no harm except for to the immediate family of Sean Archer. Yes, <clears throat> a lot of harm uh, to like. <laughs> well, I guess he's a I, hitman too. So yeah, like, I mean, he was gonna blow up. Uh, um, oh, what, that's what true. The, the stadium now formerly known as Staples Center. That's right. Which okay, is so now he's crypto dot com crypto dot com center. center. Uh, where the Lakers play, uh, very sad state for. Yeah, but he was going to blow it up. Would have been even sadder if that happened. That, right? That's very true. We all have Sean. Actually, we don't have Sean Archer to thank for that. We have Caster <laughs> Troy himself. We, we have Caster Troy as Sean Archer to thank for that. Yeah, Caster Troy stops it. Oh, I'm Caster Troy. Quite the I'm Caster Troy. Yep, and we're going to say that about forty times. Uh, yeah. So these two movies, they're also just like simply nonstop action with a lot of shooting, and neither of them were very appealing to Layla. So let's figure out which one <laughs> was better. Uh, and we can only <laughs> do it in the it. only way we know how, and that is by rating them based on five categories and a rating scale of one to seven seven being uh the the yeah the best seven is the best did you forget what's happening no no i I thought we usually do like like an analogy for this layla did a good one last time gotcha um yeah seven is the best being john travolta's hairline at the time and a one being john travolta's hairline now Yes. Okay. Perfect. And four being average, which was just probably like the time of Face Off. I don't know. It's a decent hair. Aren't those hair plugs? I don't think it's. I think those are hair plugs. Oh, those are hair plugs. I think grease is like when he peaks. That's confusing for the listeners because really that's like a one. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah. Um, Yeah, it had to be fake. Uh, Anyways, that's uh, one to seven. Four being average. Let's start with the most important category with a big action movie. And Nick, don't forget you're on camera, so you can look at it once in a while. Jesus. Um, Scared me. We're going to do spectacularity, where we talk about the engagement level of these movies, how fun they were, whether we were like pulled out by anything like runtime or stupidity or <laughs> boringness. 
uh, or whether they were f- they were like both, you know, full throttle. Um, Layla, <laughs> I'd love to Don't hear your take <laughs> on Face Off. Oh, Spectacularity. Okay. <clears throat> this will be easier than Broken Arrow. Um, yeah. I. I like I flip flopped a lot on this score. I didn't really know what direction to go in, so I landed right smack dab in the middle and I gave it a four. <laughs> because oh. I have a hard time with movies where the reason I did enjoy watching it is because I was laughing at it so hard. Like laughing in not like a positive way. Like I wasn't supposed to be laughing at it, but I was laughing at it a lot. Uh I'm not there positive were... you weren't supposed to be laughing. Yeah, that's where I'm at. I don't know, though, guys. Like, I feel like maybe now reflecting, that's what it feels like. But I feel like when they released this, they meant what they were doing. <laughs> and they meant for it to be like this really cool 90s action movie. And it just, I don't even know what to call it. Um, I, I just like, I while I was watching this movie, I ended up writing an absurdly long list of things that were happening that I was like shocked by. And I just didn't understand. I mean, I don't know if you guys remember this scene, but when John Travolta in the beginning starts naming off all the people that died when they're all, yeah, we remember, we were, we were joking. (laughs) We watched it together and we were just like, like, cause at, at a certain point, Black you just start Fragrant. saying random names. So we were like, names that don't exist. Steven Smith. All I could think was that that could be just like an incredible SNL skit where you just keep naming off fucking names that don't exist. And but like it was supposed to be a serious moment. But all I could do was just fucking laugh at what was happening. Um, (laughs) I don't I mean, I think the movie is just a little too long. Like I also doesn't help that it was on, I think, Pluto. Right. And it was like three hours long with commercials. But even without that, uh, it's two hours 20, I think. Right. (laughs) Nick bought it for I us. I actually bought it. And he actually owns it now. <laughs> oh, my God. It's in yeah. the cloud. It's in my cloud. We're going to do it on the 200th episode as well. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I I don't know. I was, I was just shocked. I was just truly shocked as I was watching this movie. I didn't know how to feel. I don't know what's happening to both John Travolta and Nick Cage's faces in this movie. I don't well, like... <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, I just I don't really understand what's happening most of the time. I don't even think they understand what's happening most of the time. I think the like writing is really bad. I don't even think the characters know what's happening. I just think it's just a lot of really weird scenes thrown together and a lot of really quick cuts that made me very upset. So, oh, yeah, there's definitely some <laughs> disturbing shit. Just a disturbing amount of quick cuts. Um, So I couldn't like. Because I ended up enjoying myself in the process, I gave it a four. But, like, I think this is a pretty bad movie <laughs> is where I'll okay. leave it at. <laughs> and, Nick, what did you think about the spectacularity of Face Off? Um, I will start with the bad and then um, pr- pr- uh, talk effusely about how great I think it is. The <laughs> worst part of it is it's far too long. Yeah. And it just drags Keeps so going. Much. It just, it just keeps going. goes off the rails in the middle part of it. And it's just like, no, cut it down 25 minutes and you've got yourself an absolute banger. Otherwise, I thought it was so balls to the wall ridiculous. And John Travolta <laughs> is just capital P performing so hard the entire time. 
Um, At the very least, once he be- when Caster, when Caster Troy, Troy becomes him, yeah. When he is when he is Sean Archer as Caster Troy. No, yeah. when he is Caster Troy. Caster Troy as, as Sean, Sean Archer. Archer. Damn it! I already messed that up. Yeah. It is so funny, uh, and I think it's supposed. To, I mean, it has to. It has to be. It has to supposed to be funny. Right in parts, I think Layla's I right know. that there are scenes that they're not like when he's like listing off the names, but like you can't watch that scene with Nicholas with Castor Troy as like dressed as a priest and being ridiculous at the beginning and not think that he's like going for a comedic bit there. Yeah. That's the it's it's just I think I think Castor Troy as a character is supposed to be funny, of course, sure. like yeah. he's completely yes. out there and ridiculous Kaz. but the the story itself and what's happening is like very much real and that's comical to me like but I, I don't think it's like real in the sense that it's like <laughs> such serious a dumb conversation. where it's just like but, you, but you're not supposed to like watch it and be like oh yeah for sure yeah i really hope i know that, i really hope everything's gonna be like, okay with the la convention center <laughs> dude <laughs> It's like Armageddon. It's like, or like any Michael Bay movie. It's like just fucking stupid. LA it's like Center is a staple of the city's economic boon. I don't know how it is. How a we little could, bit. Yeah. Well, I just it was, feel like though. Like, am I? Am I feeling? I feel kind of crazy now though. There were so many scenes where they just <laughs> would throw out sure. lines, and it just was like, what are they saying to each other? And I don't even think they knew what they were saying. To One thousand percent. But like, it's if you watch a, it, any Michael Bay movie now, yeah. they like Six Underground. I hated yeah. it because you have to turn your brain off like literally a hundred. You have to you have to turn your brain to zero percent. I think that the what I think that works about Face Off is that it is on its face the oh. most ridiculous possible plot with like a, a like a lot of the most ridiculous possible premise with a very basic like bad guy versus good guy plot. Like it's so such a ridiculous premise that there is no way anyone could take it seriously. And so you have to I hope. I mean, I have no choice I had no choice but to be entertained. I mean, I'll sign up yeah. to see John Travolta impersonate Nicolas Cage a billion times. I don't know why there's not a sequel. I'm frankly pissed now. There's not a sequel. I thought there was going to be one where he woke up after dying and it just like flipped the narrative again. Like, can you imagine? (laughs) I mean, I really like there's the movie that the (laughs) change up or whatever. The one with uh, Jason Bateman and Ryan Reynolds that like when Jason Bateman is being played by Ryan Reynolds, essentially like his character. He's so fucking funny. So like, I think I mean, you know, there are things that are inspired by it. I went with a five. You went with a five. I'm giving it a six. Like I don't, because I I don't think this movie is good. But this is where I'm going to give it credit. You were engaged. This movie is two and a half hours long, and it legitimately dives into the story like immediately. It just is (laughs) so insane. Like um, the opening scene is so incredibly stupid, and then the title sequence is Nicolas Cage in a priest outfit dancing around, harassing a young woman, and just being the worst. Yeah, it is. It just this movie is. I. It's like basically like, hey, you're either locked in or you're not, and you're gonna know that within the first two minutes. Oh, and I yeah. was like, I know <laughs> what we're watching. I know what this movie wants to be. 
I'm fine with it. I think the dialogue is fucking absurd. It's as if they didn't even try with the dialogue, and I have I have a feeling they didn't, and they didn't care because <laughs> they, they were tried, like, "This is going to be but so." Fun. I think the dialogue is best when it's comically absurd. Yes. Yeah, and the rest sure. of it's like they were like, "Who cares about the actual plot dialogue?" Is it's just like, yeah, let me hear let me hear John Travolta go, Sasha, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> the way that he fuck, dude, it becomes so funny once. They switch, and especially when John Travolta comes back, it's just it's so like funny. There's a ton of shootouts. I one thing that Nick and I couldn't stop laughing at, and this is definitely a fault of the movie, but it helped the engagement because it was so ridiculous. Is that people keep magically appearing in different places? Like if they're running away, all of a sudden they're on like a freight crate or whatever, <laughs> yeah. like all the way up in the air. Um, I mean, there are some sequences that are like great action movie sequences that are just so fun and absurd. Like the whole prison sequence is great. The like prison escape where he's with that other guy and they're like shooting the guards is absurd. If if you're not, if you didn't want that, then you shouldn't like, you you know, I know you were watching it for this podcast, but I'm saying like in general, it's just not a movie for you if you don't want that because that's what it is. And then there's like. The shootout in Dietrich's pad where Somewhere Over the Rainbow is playing because the kid is listening to the headphones. John Woo added that in. It wasn't in the original script. And everyone, I mean, that's like the most iconic part of this movie. The Mexican standoff at the end is absolutely ridiculous, especially when it involves like the mirrors and shit. Uh, or I think that actually that's, <laughs> that's before, pad. but like yeah, that's it also pad. their actual standoff just doesn't end. Like it just keeps fucking going. Yeah, you have Whee! like you have like a, <laughs> dude, uh, you have like so many scenes where they're clearly like two of the best marksmen with a gun. But whenever they have to shoot each other, they yeah, just and they're like point blank, point blank right in front of yeah. each other, and they can't. Yeah. Hit. I do have to say, also, the boat race scene is so fucking silly and fun. When he's hanging off the boat, I was like dying of laughter. So oh I'm giving it a six out of seven. This movie is exactly what it needed to be as an action movie. Oh. Totally um, fair. It's totally <clears throat> engaging. Let's talk about Broken Arrow, though. All right, because hmm. uh, I suspect this is a little bit different. Nick, why don't you kick us off with Broken Arrow? I. I'm going to give it a three. I'm going to talk very little about Broken Arrow. It's such a forgettable movie. (laughs) You guys had never seen it before. I had never seen it. I just don't. I lost complete interest uh, like 60% of the way through. I gradually lost interest until about 60% of the way. I was like, I don't fucking care anymore. (laughs) Again, John Travolta, capital P performing, kept me in it. Yeah, Um, he's ridiculous in it. Just like... Was he just completely unhinged on cocaine for like three years in the 90s? It's wild. I yes. think so. It's like Literally, after yes. Pulp Fiction, he blew up again. It like re resurfaced his career and like reshaped it. And then he's in these huge action movies and just does not calm the fuck down. In he doesn't chill, dude. He doesn't yeah. know how to chill. Yeah. Uh, it's the best part of the whole thing. Uh, I mean, it's just honestly like the plot goes on too long it's like such a simple plot but it never leaves the desert setting at all it's just always basically the same place and same things and same people and it's just like dude get the bomb get the bomb back just get the bomb back noah bomb back just get the bomb back one and only. That's that's a shout out to better, cinephiles out US there. US military. So you what did you give it a 3 oh, out of 7? Those are our taxpayer dollars. Trying yeah. to find bombs in the desert, not, even, not even retrieving them. Yeah, thanks, he Christian it. Slater. Yeah, he did. 
Layla, did you, do you concur or are you probably lower, huh? Yeah, I'm going to give it a two to be nice, but like I, I just don't care. Like I don't care. I really don't fucking care. I don't know why this ever needed to be made. I'm really upset that it was made. I don't like, I honestly, I have to say, I think this might be the movie I was most upset watching for this podcast. Like in the sense of having to watch something, I was like, I like hated watching this movie. I was watching it and I just was like, I, I have never cared less about something that's happening on a TV screen than what I'm watching right now. So that's basically how I felt about my engagement level. I was on my phone. I would say every other second I would just check back to make sure I knew what was happening in the plot and keep going back to my phone. Like I was so unbearably disengaged from this movie. (laughs) Nothing about this movie hooked me in whatsoever. Woof. And that's that's it. <laughs> yeah, that that's all. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I'm sorry, but I've seen so many worse movies that make me so much more mad for the pod. But there's always one that's going to do that to at least one of us. I so I grew up yeah, with missed, this movie. I've missed, seen it a lot because it's our hundredth episode. We should probably call back. You missed watching Lucy. Lucy, it's the worst movie ever made. Uh, I feel like I've seen Lucy, but I feel like I've only seen Lucy in like half an hour increments on TV. Oh, that's good, or or not at all. I would actually (laughs) just never. It's definitely not better. It's infuriating. So this movie, (laughs) I get it though, because this movie is like really tedious. I really liked it growing up. Yeah, I I really liked it growing up because I just like I liked Christian Slater. I thought some of the action was fun. I liked the rivalry in it. I thought like it kind of felt like Top Gun in terms of like Iceman <clears throat> and Maverick. Oh yeah. With that, but couple things that are really bad in this, like Hans Zimmer is our boy, but his score is fucking garbage. It's like such a 90s action movie score. And every moment the bass comes in whenever John Travolta walks on Uh screen is really annoying. Um, But here's the thing. I I really like John Woo. I want to watch John Woo's Hong Kong movies because I do do think he has like a good sense of like what is fun and silly about action. And he leans into it and he has like good special Mm -hmm. effects for that or practical effects for that. Yeah. I mean, there's a re- he's an action movie legend. Like he, they people pay a lot of money to see John Woo movies. He's forever gonna be a legend for that, and I respect <clears> it because it's it is. I don't go. I don't seek these movies. But if I did, this is what I would want out of the movie. I do think Broken Arrow story wise though is so tedious. As I said, that I that it it like ruins the the fun of the action. It, so, I mean, it's totally. like. I feel like my number one takeaway from this movie was that there was just like a lot of fucking unnecessary rolling around. Like people sure. just keep fucking rolling around rolling. in this movie and yeah, for unscathed. no goddamn reason. Like when he first fights her when they run into each other, yeah. for no reason he <laughs> rolls down a hill. Roll. They roll down a hill for no reason. They roll so hard. They must have been at Coachella. <laughs> um, Whoa. Uh, I'll say one last thing. I really, I admire simple action movies. Like Die Hard is my favorite action movie, quite frankly, because it's it's simple. It's a simple idea. It's not insane. I mean, like there are insane moments, but it's not insane in concept. And I Mm -hmm. think that we've gotten so out of hand with action movies nowadays, like with the Fast and the Furious movies, that I admire the simplicity of a lot of 90s stuff like this. So I thought it was fun. 
one example of this is like I just I love the way that this movie starts with that boxing match and then they fucking fight each other at the end until John Travolta gets just demolished by a, a missile out the back of the train. So I'm going to give it a four out of seven average because I think it is really average for a 90s action mm-hmm. movie. And I, I really did enjoy it a lot when I was growing up. So part of that kept me engaged. Let's move on. Let's <laughs> talk about eye candy. Let's talk about the visual elements oh, of these movies, uh, which admittedly are almost 30 years old. Um, yes. I mean, they're like 25 years old. Yeah. Uh, let's stick with <clears throat> Broken Arrow. Uh, Nick, since you uh, made a noise, <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I mean... It's so bad. You know what? It's startlingly... You know what's... It's startlingly not a fucking steaming pile of shit. What? The way that the... the, Wait, I'm going to be very specific. It's not a a steaming pile of shit. The way that the plane looks at the beginning, when it kind of of flies toward the screen... Oh, yeah, yeah. ...doesn't look like absolute dog shit, so... But then later when you see the plane specificity right there. (laughs) But then later, yeah, later when the bombs drop in the parachutes, it looks like butt. Yeah. Uh, So... On the basis of only those two things, and um, yeah, I like the the cut of Christian Slater's jib. I'll give it a two. Yeah, Layla, lots of smash cuts, lots of not. I mean, just like I, I okay. So I, I'll start with some bad things, but there are some good things to highlight from this in terms of like its action. But definitely the worst things about it is the CGI is really bad. Um, the technology is wildly outdated and like I've brought this up before I know it was in the 90s but if you shoot if you show too much technology in your movie in the before 2000s actually before like 2010s you are you are going to be an outdated movie sorry unless you're trying to say like it's a specific day and time like that's fine like a period piece but like you are going to be outdated and this shows too much. Um, I also, so I kind of like the way that it, the boxing happens at the beginning. And it's like hard cuts to the, like who's in the movie and stuff. It's a cool title sequence. Yeah. But then so you bad. get to the boxing itself and it looks so fucking fake. Yeah. yeah. And I hate that the fight choreography is not good in this. No, it's, it's really so, upsetting. It's so boring. But there is a visual style that, Woo, like, woo, um, establish early because this is only his second U.S. movie, and he had been this like Hong Kong action legend. And I do, there is a visual style that he has where you can recognize that it's one of his action movies, especially since they're like guns uh, akimbo. Is that the phrase when guns are just flying everywhere? Yeah, Yeah, I like that. Um, there are these like intense zoom ins and like panning around the characters, especially in like control rooms and stuff that looks like fun. And you could see how people like Michael Bay and um, James Cameron and stuff like kind of like took some of that. I, James Cameron had already been making movies, but he kind of like expanded on that um, in good or bad ways. Um, I actually think the set design is really cool in the mines and stuff. I think it's really cool. I think that they established the set and stuff. It's just simple, but it's co- it's good looking. It doesn't look that bad to me. The CGI does. But one one final good thing. 
I there, that shot of uh, John Travolta getting up and staring down the missile and then getting hit by the missile and yeah. going flying out. It's iconic. That's called getting green goblin. I gave it a seven. I'm kidding. I gave it a two out of seven. <laughs> yeah, that's called getting green goblin, right? Yeah, where yeah. you just get like absolutely. Except for this came out way before. Right. Yeah, but still, in my <laughs> brain, it's called getting green goblin. Layla, are you above a one? Yeah, I'll go with a two. I mean, I'll I'll keep it really brief. The whole time I was watching this movie, I felt like I was watching. How do I describe this? <laughs> like, like the world around them was a cartoon. Like it's like I was watching Space Jam. Like it was like the world around them was a cartoon, and they were humans walking around in it. Like every shot of the plane and the missiles flying in Utah, I just was like, "That's not a real planet. That's like." That's an alien planet. Like, it just, it looked ridiculous. I didn't, I was not, I don't think the action's that great. Their fighting looks awful to me. I'm not afraid of anybody in this movie. Like, they just look like, and the the fighting looks fake and, like, staged. And I just, like, I just don't think anything about this movie is, like... You're not afraid of Howie Long? This dude's <laughs> jawline could slice yeah, open an apple. He does have an impressive jawline. All right. Um, so you gave it a two out of seven. What did you give Face Off for oh. eye candy? Um, I gave it a three. I didn't really know what to give this movie. I mean, like, there are certainly cooler action sequences in this movie, like way cooler action sequences. So maybe I'll go to like a four because it's like, it's like, I don't know, more engaging in the visual action sequences. Um, I think like as much as the concepts around like the surgery and the face shift and all that kind of stuff are like original and cool. I don't think they look great. I think they look (laughs) fine, but they look comical. Again, I feel like I'm laughing at it. Maybe I'm supposed to, Um, but it doesn't look like innovative and like science has really like done really cool things or some shit like that. It just looks dumb to me. Um, I don't know. I, I think a note it's... in my phone that said, wow, this, fa- this face <laughs> surgery is visually unchill. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, sh- oh, I, God, yeah, so I don't, and I don't know like what's happening to Nick Cage in this movie. Like he just like, what what's going on with his hair and like his vibe? I just I I he's I, Caster I, Troy. Yeah, his vibes yeah. are off, bro. Uh, <laughs> what he said, his vibes are off, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think it's fine. I I just don't think it's like. Yeah. I don't think it's amazing or anything. I think the I think you guys are right that some of the shootouts are like fun, but at the same time, it is really hard to watch a shootout where like you're literally standing in front of each other and no one hits anybody. Like that's yeah. As like as much as I understand that's like kind of like storylines need to keep going, it's dumb to watch. Like there's no stakes. Yeah, no one's going to get shot. <laughs> like no one's going to get shot or important is going to get shot. Everyone else got shot. Um yeah, I'll go to a 4. I'll or say it was average. This is whatever. Okay. Yeah. I um I agree with you. I gave it a four as well. I think the the whole I think it's really bad in the opening when it's like they have that weird like gray tint and it looks like one of those fake memory sequences mm-hmm. that I always complain about. Um and especially when it zooms in on the horse on the carousel and oh then just God. does that really loud noise and then it's like face off. <laughs> uh, 
It's just super dumb looking. There's also, I got to say, this is a really negative point because I notice it so much. And when I listen to the, the rewatchables face off, they also commented on this. So it's clearly like an obvious thing. But there are so many moments where you see their body doubles and they very much do yes. not look like them. And especially yeah. Nick Cage's didn't even body try. double. <laughs> yeah. And they kept like, try. and they would be so close to their face. Like it yeah. would be in the, in the um, scene where they're <laughs> taking like, the face off. And I'm like, that's that doesn't fucking look not like him. Nick it's Cage. either like a mannequin or a man that is not Nick Cage. Yeah. When they get like thrown off the boat, when the boat like yeah. hits the yeah. thing, it's yeah. straight up to you. It, you're watching two different actors in that scene. Like it's Absolutely. just so obvious. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, but if you bring up the boat thing, I do think like the boat <laughs> practical effects are really fun. Like it's a cool action sequence and it's really cool when they like go through the port police boat, which I don't know the physics and how that's possible that that speedboat like went through the boat. It doesn't make sense. But it looks fucking <laughs> sick. Unless the boat um, had a ramp inside of it. Yeah. Like yeah. a half pipe. You no, know, but it, no, it like doesn't because you see pipe. it. Um, but that'd be, be fucking a, cool. Yeah. And really, stu- I don't even know what the purpose would be. I mean, it doesn't have that. <laughs> I also like... There are no boats with half pipes. I kind of appreciate how literal this movie was with a lot, or like metaphorical it was, but in such like obvious ways. Oh, like the yeah. part when they shoot out the mirror, when they're looking at themselves in the mirror and shooting at each other through the mirror, I was just like, yeah, sure, that works. On the nose. <laughs> yeah, it's on the nose and it works. Uh, so I kind of appreciated it's that. It's actually I'll give it a four. the nose. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yep, sorry. True. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a four out of seven. I think it's average for uh, action movies. It's not bad. It's I not also think good. it's average for an action movie. Uh, there's nothing in it that visually I'm like, yeah, except uh, except Caster Troy's guns. What a those have apparently I googled Caster Troy, and the, the first thing that comes up when you Google Caster Troy is guns. Apparently. Very, very popular amongst gun aficionados, the two golden guns that Castro Troy. Oh my god! When he opens uh, up the box and it's chiclets, tr- two tr- like god, pre-rolled joints, just like two pre-rolled joints, some <laughs> yeah. other drugs, some money, and then two guns, and two gold-plated guns. Yeah, but it's He's just really... always in this huge box. Like yeah. it's like yeah. five that's items in Castor, this huge. That's box. Castro Troy's box, dude. Like it's like yeah. an ark of the covenant or something. <laughs> yeah, it's so that's dumb. Troy's box. Uh, the parts that stand out in the movie are the absurdity of the plot and the eccentricity of the, specifically Castro Troy. Those are like, but they're not really visual aspects, which make it an average movie to me. I don't think it's any worse than any other 90s movie in terms of the way it no. looks. Like, the face surgery part is gross and like the suction cup sound of it sucking their face off. It's like, whoop. Yeah, I, I honestly, Aside, I wasn't saying that as a Honestly, without thing. the like yeah. crappy body doubles, which were really distracting, I would probably give it a five. But those really bring it to average for me. Yeah. I feel like we should comment on because i definitely texted gabe about it when i was watching it like we definitely always talk about editing and style like directing Mm. style with visuals as well like i really don't like quick cut films like at all i hate when movies move that fast and edit like that and it made it really hard for me to watch this movie because i just feel like it was supposed to add to the intensity but it just made me like annoyed while i was watching the movie it didn't work for me but i get that like there's a certain level of mania to 
this character and that it needs to be weird and fast like that. So I think it probably works for other people, but it did not work for me. (laughs) Yeah, that's totally fair. I mean, I, I... Maybe you could just like I can't watch something like this if I like drink anything. Like I watched Armageddon once and I had drinking a lot and oh no, the I was way that Michael sober. Bay just <laughs> moves the camera is just nuts. Um, no, I was saying that kind of as an aside. Let's move on to uh, next category. Let's talk about actoring. Um, let's talk about the performances and whether the director John Woo and the writers uh, helped those actors achieve the best performances they could. Uh, spoiler alert: there's, They're not going to because these are ridiculous movies. But it might have worked for you. So Nick, what did you think of Face Off <laughs> actoring? Oh boy! Before I do this, I have to ask Layla: What was your score for Eye Candy again? It was was it four? That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. Had to make sure. Had to write it down. That's fair. Guys, I changed it. So you guys don't know how to do math. I don't. So I'm really bad. It falls really to me. That's why I'm not looking at the I've, computer screen, know. Gabe. Yeah. I'm trying to do math. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to write things it's down. It's hard. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a freaking accountant. Okay, what did you think about actoring for <laughs> uh, What did I think? Off? Let me. Don't even get me started. Capital well, I P. I want you to get started. John Travolta. Capital P performing. Best thing I've ever seen him in. Hands yeah. down. Just kidding. But he is actually crushing it, right? Uh, you guys don't think that he's doing an amazing Nicolas Cage impersonation and honestly isn't getting enough credit for it? Here's what I'll say. I wrote in my notes. <laughs> Quite the it's review wild, you just said in one second. It's wild that John Travolta went from, in, in Pulp Fiction, I legitimately think he deserves an Academy Award. He's so fucking good. It's like such nuanced acting. Yeah. He goes from that to these two movies a couple years later and... It's terrible and like not nuanced. But then when Caster Troy becomes Sean Archer, he's so fucking fun that I'm kind of like, oh, you can't make this movie without John Travolta doing what he's doing in it. No, so I it's kind of appreciate so that. fucking funny what he does as when he is impersonating. It's like looking in a mirror. Yeah. Only not. He's like almost like Jim Carrey in a lot of scenes. Yeah, because they only what's really funny is it is. What's really funny to me, probably not, I mean, I guess it's the appeal of the whole movie, is... It's not really funny to Layla. <laughs> Nicholas, not funny to Layla. Nicholas Cage is only playing Caster Troy for, like, five minutes at the beginning of this movie. He gives you just enough where you're like, wow, what a kook. And then John Travolta <laughs> gives you the rest, and you're like, wow, he really was a kook. What a, look at That's that. That's a good point. <laughs> It's all just John Travolta. Like, John Travolta is Caster Troy. Sean Archer is a silly character. I think Nicolas Cage is, n- is really, like, underperforming in his role until the drug scene. Um, I don't really, like, love him as Caster Troy playing Sean – or no, as Sean Archer playing Caster Troy. But it is maybe more nuanced and subtle, which is really not Nicolas Wait, Cage's no. thing. Well, it can be. I'm gonna I'm gonna recommend a movie at the end where it is, but he it is rare. And I actually, when I was watching, that's funny because like I would have thought that have going in. I think like Nick Cage is so absurd in a lot of scenes, but there are moments where I'm like, oh, I can see why Nick Cage is an Oscar winning actor because there he is so his range is fucking insane and not necessarily good. But he goes places I just can't see another actor going. I know leaving Las Vegas, he's like a completely different person than what we see in a lot of his movies. But that's 
that's where I was like, I think Nick Cage is a better actor than John Travolta overall. I just think both of them are ridiculous in this movie. And I think it works for both of them. Yeah, I don't have any problems with any of the side characters either. Not like major glaring problems. I think if they're bad, they're funny enough that it's funny, not bad. So I gave it a five. Can I just say there's this one line that Nick and I died. Uh, so Dietrich is played by Nick Cassavetes, which is John Cassavetes and Gina Rollins' son, which is wild to me. Um, there's a line where he's like, damn, my place is fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> and we were dying of laughter. I also, uh, did you know that Thomas Jane was in this movie? No. He's the other guy in the prison with the blonde hair and the glasses. He's like unrecognizable. Yeah. And it's Thomas Jane. Also horrifying that there's a Danny Masterson scene where Danny Masterson is sexually assaulting the daughter because just Danny straight Masterson up sexually assaulting her. It kind of feels yeah. like out of nowhere. It just starts happening in broad daylight <laughs> in, in front of her home. And that's Danny Masterson in real life, too. Um, so that sucks. Oof. Also, one last person, Alessandra Navola. Uh, is so young in this. Just the weirdest um, role. Who talks like talks this? like that? Um, it is kind of wild to me that it took like thirty years for him to be a star because he's the star of the Sopranos movie that just came out, and he's an amazing actor. Um, but it's just wild to see him in this. But so I, I give it, I give it a five. I think they're doing above average what they need to do for an action movie, and, I think and the it's so comically is funny. Absurd. Yeah, I agree too. Layla, hard disagree. I mean, not a hard. I'm going to give it a three. Okay. I think you guys are being very kind, like very kind. I like there. I just there are so many moments that are just bad. Like I, I can't even there. I have like a scene happening in my head where like. John Travolta is like yelling and his like coworker just screams Sean and they just like yell at each other and it's like such bad acting like it's just so fucking bad and the writing is so bad. Nicolas Cage I think he absolutely set the tone for that character and I think he did a great fucking job at the beginning of the movie doing so and I don't think John Travolta could have done what he did without that. I don't think he could have built yeah, on that totally, character without totally. it. I have decided after watching these two movies, I only think John Travolta is good in Pulp Fiction and that's it. I yeah. think he's, I, I like, I disagree. I don't, I think he's doing like a funny-ish impression of what Nick Cage does, but like, I don't think it's good or nuanced or like that well done. <laughs> I think it's no. most of the time. I said Nicolas Cage is nuanced, not John Travolta. John Travolta. Uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying I don't think it's okay. nuanced. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. I mean, I think his daughter is like a really awful actress. I think most of the side characters are doing a really weird job. I don't. <laughs> you mean Janie? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, Jamie. Jamie. <laughs> I think you could have done away with that entire character and it would have been just maybe completely done away 5 with it. percent more pleasant to watch, too. Also, the movie would have been shorter. Like, it just was yeah. not necessary, except for adding in a scene where all of a sudden her father is watching her in her underwear. So, thank you for that, whoever decided and to say, make saying, this. It would have been 5% more thickens. comfortable to watch had that not been in it. <laughs> um,. Yeah, I don't know. Back to back to acting though. Like I just I don't I 
aside from specifically <laughs> Nick Cage and John Travolta, like I think there are too many moments in this movie where they are trying to say lines seriously. And when they come out of their mouths, I was like, what the fuck is happening? That sounds ridiculous. And it's not well executed at all. Um, so I'm going to go with a three just because I think that they're doing something like funny and interesting, but I don't think it's great. <laughs> yeah, I want to just clarify my five is not a great <laughs> acting five. It's like a, you understood the assignment five. <laughs> yeah. So uh, watching that's TikTok? Was, yeah. No, I just know I'm, I'm part of the cultural zeitgeist. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's talk about Broken Arrow actoring. Um, I'll kick us off with this one. Sure. <laughs> this is where I'm like upset at John Travolta. Like I don't like nearly anything that he's doing in it. He's so smiley, but he's not like good. And he's just doing too much in this. Like, and it's not needlessly natural. unhinged. Yeah. He's needlessly unhinged, but he thinks he's so cool and he's not. Oh my God. And I am so not afraid of this person. Like yeah, if I met me him in real life, I'd be like, shut the fuck up. Like, I'd be not okay. Scary. I'd be like, okay, shoot me in the face. Yeah. dude. Okay. God, I'm over this. Um, <laughs> The dialogue does none of these characters any justice. Like, it doesn't help them in any way. And these are like, Christian Slater's a really, really charismatic dude. And I just think a lot of his dialogue comes off clunky. Delroy Lindo is an incredible character actor and just slash good supporting actor in a lot of things. He probably should have been nominated last year. And he's the he's the um, control center commander that's like talking to him the whole time. He's great. Um I do. I like. I still like Christian Slater in this movie. I think he's like, he's enjoyable enough. Like you want to root for him, and it's cool that he did a lot of his own stunts mm -hmm. for this movie. That I, I always respect that, especially for a movie that has a lot of crazy stunts. But here's where it gets like bad. Samantha Mathis is so incredibly bad in this movie. Like the the lead actress is is so painfully bad. You mean Terry Carmichael? What? That's the name of the. That's her character. That's the character's name. Oh my! Which God. is actually number one in a list of ridiculous names in two movies that have some of the most ridiculous names ever. Yeah. Somehow Terry Carmichael to me is the most ridiculous. Park Ranger Terry Carmichael is the silliest name in these two movies. It's it's pretty dumb, and she is really bad. And then all the other side actors are like distract. It's distracting to me that Howie Long is in this movie. It's distracting to me that Red from that 70s show is in this movie as the defense secretary. Uh, it's distracting to me that yeah, Tuco Salamanca yeah. from Breaking Bad <laughs> is in this for 10 seconds. Yeah. It's distracting that... Check out the big brains on Brad... Um, Frank Whaley is in it and his career was bad because he's got the fucking charisma of a shoe. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know what's scarier losing nuclear warheads or that it happens so often. There's actually a term for it. I just, he's so ridiculous in this. I don't like it. I'm giving it a two out of seven. I rest my case. Either of you guys jump in. Go ahead, Layla. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, nice, I'll give it nice a, eye roll. I keep drinking get, from my mug and not showing the camera. Yeah. For listeners, they are drinking out of their facing off mugs. That right now. Layla got and You just heard it <laughs> against the uh, microphone listeners here. Look. Okay. Eye roller. What, oh what gave goodness. you the most um, eye rolls? 
I'm gonna give I'm gonna give it a two as well. I think Slater is like the only redeemable thing about this movie. I do slightly disagree about the park ranger. I feel like I don't think she's good. I want to clarify, but <laughs> I think that she is doing what men want to see. Like, I do think she is exactly the female character that, like, men want to see in a 90s action movie, especially yeah. one as bad as this. And that's not, like, that's fucked. But I do think, to give the actress a little bit of credit, she is supposed to be, like, kind of ditzy, bad, not great, like, trying to be really badass, but needs a man to save her. Like, it's, like... The writing around her character is awful, and it's very yeah. – you can tell how purposeful it is. Um, just to give her a tiny bit of credit, I, I, think, I think she was stuck in that. I think that's more of my point. So I, I, I'm glad that you said that because it, it, it really – I mean, the dialogue did no one favors. Yeah, and for sure. did the directing, clearly. Yeah. I'm So, I mean, I, it's really just Slater. I think I, I've spoken already on how – much I don't care about John Travolta in general at this point, but also very specifically in this movie. I don't, I think in Face Off, it was kind of a different story because he was trying to do this like bit with his character. For him to actually be the bad guy in this movie does not work. And that doesn't work for John Travolta. He can't do it. Uh, sorry. So yeah, that's pretty much it. Sorry. I don't really Johnny. care about anybody else. I don't remember anybody else. <laughs> sorry, cue ball. Uh, I think that uh, they loaded John John Travolta. I almost called him Jonathan Travolta, and I hey, Jonathan not know Travolta. why that almost came out of my mouth. Yeah. Uh, they loaded his character up with a bunch of lines that they were like, "That's kind of pimp," and none of them are <laughs> pimp. They're all so dumb. He says, "Uh, <laughs> there's like, there's so many, there's so so many stupid lines that he says, and they're just like such like." like forehead slapper lines like would you do you mind not shooting at the thermal nuclear weapons yeah and uh hush hush <laughs> that's what i was saying at the I beginning said, I I said, you... god damn what a rush is a ridiculous line where he's taking uma thurman's line from uh, pulp fiction yeah. and yeah he also sounds like his character from hairspray when he does that oh yeah totally <laughs> He's playing a woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He does. Yeah. He's pretty great in that, actually. I, yeah, he's actually, that's, you're right. I'm glad I remembered that. He's great in that a, role. It's just a weird performance. So he has two good roles, Pulp Fiction and Hairspray. <laughs> oh, God. He is so over the top, just like chose such a distinct cocaine-fueled route to play this villain with a bunch of really bad lines that do zero people favors except maybe John Travolta. I think they do. They do John Travolta a favor because his performance is not good. Yeah, some of his lines, him. you're like, that's kind of a cool that's line. A, that's a cool line. That's a line, I guess. Oh, yeah. Like, um, I do think if a different actor had been cast people, and they said the lines, die, they would be People great. die every day. Yeah, I'm as good a reason as any is a fun line for a villain in a 90s movie. It's yeah. just weird coming out of John Travolta's mouth. And totally. everything coming out of Christian Slater's mouth sucks because his character is very poorly written and uh, doubly so for park ranger terry carmichael which is absolutely the name of uh like a like a ska band <laughs> yeah that's pretty good okay what did you give it nick a two 
a two. So yeah. two's all around for uh, Broken Arrow for acting. Let's talk about our next category. Let's talk about uh, the originality of these movies. Mm. Um, how creative were they? Um, how do they stand out in the genre? And did they need to be made? Um, Layla, was Bra- Broken Arrow creative to you? Um, no. Does it have any originality to you? Care for a no. or something? Uh, what, what's no. your rating? You're giving it a one. You're giving it a one. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I just, I just, yeah, I don't, I I don't think I, I feel like everything I've said encompasses why I think this is unoriginal. There's nothing about it that's like, there are exponentially better 90s action films out there. The fighting's not original. The characters are undeniably unoriginal. I just spoke about how this female character is like the most unoriginal female character in an action movie. Uh, John Travolta is not a nuanced or good villain whatsoever. I feel like I've watched plenty of movies about like weapons being stolen from the government. Yeah, I just it's not. Yeah, have you watched so many that it's disturbing you that there's a name for it? <laughs> uh, I don't I know also, what's scarier. I also yeah. gave it a one. Okay, for I don't think reason. it needed to be made. I don't think there's anything about it that stands oh God, out. In the no, genre. it did not. <laughs> hmm. Okay, so <laughs> I have I have a point of like the main like the main reason I'm Carter Crock. <laughs> Um, Carter, if you could see me right now, um, the main reason I don't think this movie is original, and this is a point that I bring up with action movies, but I think this is the quintessential one for this is if a movie is so clearly made fun of by MacGruber, then there's (laughs) something wrong with the movie. And I think that the crux of MacGruber is om- is most of this movie. And I think that Dieter von Kunt is very, very fucking similar to yeah. uh, John to Travolta's John character. And I actually think Val Kilmer would have been be- – back in the yes. day, Val Kilmer would have been better than I him th- in this role. I too, yeah. He, I mean, because he did Top Gun and he was so great as Iceman. And yeah, I mean, even though Iceman's not really a bad guy. Um, here's the credit I'm going to give this movie, but I'm only going to give it a little credit it's kind of incredible how simple the plot is and how for me, I know you were not engaged, but for me to be somewhat engaged in such a simple terrorist plot that really not much happens in it, but it keeps, but there is enough action that keeps you into it. And I do really like the, the timing of this movie is like almost everything happens in like 24 hours and I think this is one of those like first ones that did it for action. They had done it for like Dazed and Confused and like other and, and some other movies, but this is basically what Twenty Four was hmm. like later. And I think that that's kind of fun. So I'm just gonna give it a modicum more uh, originality, but it's still so well below average that I give it a two. Yeah, they do know how to roll down some hills. Yeah, I mean. It's wild that they could do that multiple times and you're not like, I mean, you might be like, why are they doing this another time? But honestly, they, he filled space really well. Um, Okay. Originality for face off. Nick hit us up with this. Honestly, dude, is it a seven? It's close. (laughs) I mean, it stands out in the genre. There isn't another movie where two people face off with their bases off and switched, right? 
I think the I definitely didn't realize that was exact like that was literally what was gonna happen. I just thought oh, it yeah. was like they were gonna face off against each other, but their faces literally came their off. Their faces so. are off. Yeah. I mean <laughs> which is brilliant. I mean, I think a de- a decent testament is honestly it is brilliant. A decent testament to how original this movie is, is it took a hundred episodes to think of a comparison movie. There yeah. was a period of time where we floated. I did just it on the fly. Only talking about face off for this episode. Yeah, the first half just, of face off against the second half. Just being, this episode would have just purely been us talking about face off, which would have been a. a so it would have been a two hour episode. Yeah, of an hour. exactly. Yeah. It would just be me talking and, and like rambling for two hours. Uh, I, I honestly, I think I'm going to give it a six. I think it stands out on the genre. I think genuinely it. It needed to be made. I'll talk about it in Legacy, but it's. It, I think it did. I think that it needed it, to it, be made. It absolutely needed, needed to be made. It was necessary. Filmgoers uh, needed this in their lives. Yeah, I mean, they clearly did. This was super popular, which we'll talk about. It's very popular. That's what I was gonna say. It's like honestly pretty well received, and. Do you think your life has been changed since watching this? I think now I own it. I'm gonna watch it more than once. (laughs) Yeah, you do own it. (laughs) Yeah, I I will. I'll watch it again. I might make it my new Thanksgiving movie because we watched it around. Oh my god! This is where the originality. This is where the originality comes out because I think this is one of the first movies to do this when it did. This movie knows what it is. It knows what people want. And it fucking gives it to you. And you know, uh, you know what? Like now, we have Fast and the Furious because of that. F- people go and see the newest Fast and the Furious movies because they want a very specific thing. They want to see fucking fast cars, family, stupid action, family. and just like them to go more <laughs> insane. And and a would, Corona ad. You a hundred percent would not have the popularity of of Fast and the Furious and how absurd those movies have gotten without this. And the only other movie that I can think of that is purposefully this stupid and silly, but also a crazy concept is the sixth day with Arnold Schwarzenegger where he gets like cloned. Yeah. Um, Actually, I kind of like that movie, but this movie is, (laughs) is unabashedly so easy to make fun of. And it almost seems like it wants you to make fun of it. it. And I think that's great. I think that John Woo walked so that Michael Bay could fucking soar because Michael Bay has reaped the benefits from John Woo's uh, uh, influences. And I just think this movie's creatively absurd. Look, no one, like, this movie came out in the 90s, but this is the only movie I've ever seen with fucking magnetic boots in a prison, which yeah. was sick. It was a sick concept. Let's oh, talk about set design and eye candy, dude. The prison is fun. I'm retroactively changing my eye candy score to a five because of the prison scene. There's also a te- oh. there's so much attention to stupid details that I love, like the fact that the way to fi- for the wife to figure out that it's actually her husband is the blood type because earlier in the movie they talked about how your blood wouldn't change because you still need it for like a transfusion is fucking hilarious. And that is great. And she, didn't know, she didn't know any. She wasn't like, you are acting like a deranged hitman right now. 
Huh. And that wasn't like that wasn't enough. Well, I wouldn't fucking believe it. I wouldn't believe someone switched <laughs> their faces and bodies because they <laughs> surgically oh, alter their bodies in too. the in the voice modulation. Because I was sitting there and I was like, oh, well, how are they going to change their voices? Are they going to? Is he going to go through a whole acting thing? And then they're like, no, let's do this voice modulation thing. And I go, oh, thank you. That's paying attention to details. I give this movie a six out of seven. I think it's really original as action, <laughs> and it's creative. <clears throat> Layla. Yeah, I mean, I can't. We like, need to. Wh- why did we have Layla go third all episode? I don't, no, she no, she started some and got in the middle. <laughs> I but feel then like I didn't you've gone want. third on the face off part far too often. But bring us home. Oh, I mean, I, I'm movie. actually. I'm not. I feel like I'm not going to disappoint here. I am going to give this a okay. five. So okay. I'm not going to go like. I'm not. This is if there were a category for this movie to excel, it is in originality. Um, I have a specific thing about this movie that makes it that I like. I can't put it at a six because of this. Um, I don't know if you guys have you boys like heard of like the female gaze in writing. No. So like it's like characters written through the female gaze as opposed to men who have like typically been oh, yeah. the main writers of, you know, books and movies for a very long time. His wife is written in the male gaze. Like mm. it is oh, yeah. such oh, an sure. unoriginal female character. Like it's upsetting how unoriginal she is. There is a moment in this movie where he touches his scar and says, if only it had gone a little bit over, then our son would be with us. And her response to that yeah. is, "Yeah, but no, you're here <laughs> with us, so it's okay. It's and it's like, yeah, totally. no fucking mother in their right fucking that. mind no. would say that out loud. You don't know how much of a brat her kid was. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, it's just it's such a it's such a bad fucking mother character. Oh, that's it's a great like line. such a stupid line. It's such a bad line. It's such a bad moment. Ugh. Her her whole like demeanor, the whole movie is just like such a like this is what a, like men want to write women as, and it's fucked up and shitty. Right. So I mean, like that's, that's so really unoriginal. Too, they like they made her like a doctor too, but like mm-hmm. she's barely ever a doctor. Yeah, in the movie. She's doctor like one scene, and it's like just to test the blood, basically. Yeah, yes. I mean, it's like a plot device. I, so, you're very right. Yeah. Um. So I can't give it a six for that reason. I kept thinking about it. I was like, okay, this is shitty, <laughs> but otherwise, everything else about this movie is incredibly original. So yeah. <laughs> this is another reason why I say that movies have gotten better and better over time <laughs> because people have become more aware of how fucking absurd. Uh, little things are over time and men aren't oh. writing everything now. We've also f- completely neglected to talk about the fact that they adopt Caster Troy's Oh, I will. <laughs> I was oh. going to talk about that uh, at some point. It's on my notes. Maybe I was going to bring it up in weird. Legacy. I don't know, but it's weird. Well, that's it's we'll very continue, weird. Yeah, continue with Legacy uh, for Face Off. Uh, so I really didn't know what to... Legacy? Yeah, I didn't really know what to give it because I'm in a weird boat where I had never even heard of this movie. Like, I'd never even... By name. I'd never even heard of it. Uh, I only knew of it because of your podcast. Um, And so I have no connection to this movie whatsoever. I did realize upon watching it that every male in my life knows and adores this movie. Like... 
I like I, I, I like everyone I snapped that's a man in my Snapchat responded with like profuse love for this film. Uh, and how fucking badass it is. It is what it and is, how much and it they knows love it. what people want. Um, so I was shocked <laughs> to realize that. Like, my cousin who, like, you know, like, I'm typically the one in the relationship who has seen, like, most things. And, like, he was, he, like, knew this movie. And I just was like, what? <laughs> Face off. Like, this is what people were watching. Uh, makes sense. So I'm gonna give it a five that's okay. where i'm landing i think yeah. like i think it's gonna be a conversation point when it comes to nick cage and john travolta's careers for probably a very long time and it is so damn weird that i'm sure people will talk about it for fucking ever um i do think there's an incredible amount of problematic shit in this movie and i don't really know how to like address that <laughs> i mean nick cage is gross as fuck in this movie when he turns into John, when John Travolta takes over Nick Cage's character, I mean, he literally basically rapes the wife. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, we just should address it. He rapes the wife, and yeah. that doesn't really, you know, get talked about much. He watches oh, the does. daughter. Like, it's, I, I, a lot of really disgusting things happen in this movie, but it's like very glossed over. Um, so I don't really. Uh, do you boys have thoughts? <laughs> well, it's not discussed by the movie because the movie is just. I know stupid. that. Well, I kind of expected them to. I kind of um, was hoping I would see some kind of conversation or reaction from the husband or the wife, or an, uh, like a reaction to how disgusting that all is. No, that's that's the that's my my ultimate point is that this movie is not intelligent enough to mm-hmm. do something like that mm-hmm. and it doesn't want to do that and it didn't think yeah. audiences wanted to see that so and they probably didn't at the time but it is part of the conversation like you know even on the rewatchables they mentioned it too there is a lot of casual like sexual assault in in different forms in this throughout and it mm-hmm. has not aged well there's also that casual incestual moment uh between dietrich and his sister uh, that was ad libbed basically by it was impromptu yeah, by weird. the uh, actors, which is just like why. Um, but uh, it is really Sickos, man. fucking popular. It's really rewatchable. It's really fucking silly. It, it again, if you want to see something like this, this is the ultimate form of. I think what it's certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. It is. Oh, it's certified fresh. It, it also has a three out of four by Roger Ebert. He fucking loved it. He knew what the movie was. It's, it's one of Nicolas Cage's favorite movies he's ever made. But you're thinking of it, Layla, as like, is this movie good or bad? And I think this is my big issue with like Fast and the Furious and stuff is like no one. Well, there are people out there that think Fast and the Furious is like good. Um, but most it, like it's just it's exciting and fun and silly and i kind of enjoy that personally it's not like my type of movie but i mean critical success it's everyone knows it except for layla apparently um (laughs) it's it's made so much money it cemented john woo as one of these like huge action directors and he's a legend for it so i'm gonna give it a six out of seven i can't give it a seven out of seven because i just personally like think there are so many better movies out um i have a question for you though because you're like saying that i feel like a lot of those movies that you're talking about now that are like not 
you just kind of have to let your brain like whatever. A lot of critics are really critical of those movies. They can be. Sometimes they can they're not be. and it pisses me the fuck off. Yeah, like, and that's Pacific like that's going to it's going to happen, you know, like shit yeah. like it's every once in a while, but I do feel like they are more critical and it, this is like this this got really good ratings from critics. <laughs> like, but you also got to yeah. look at like the era. So like yeah, movies that's have become a fair. lot smarter yeah. now. So the ones yeah. that are purposefully dumb, critics are not going to like, but audiences yeah. will. And then there's a battle over that. But back mm-hmm. in that time, like 80s and 90s, it was like, we know exactly what the fuck we're going to do. And if you want this, then you, like we'll rate it high because of that. Then critics started thinking more critically, as they should mm. have the whole time. But yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, especially nowadays. But still, there are those ones that slip through the cracks that I'm like, really? <laughs> Gabe's you really upset about They <laughs> didn't have an issue about this. What about you, Nick? I also gave it a six. I think obviously if you make it now, you're going to include a lot more about the deep, deep, deep psychological pain that that poor woman is going through at the end of that movie where she just keeps her shit together, but really her... Everything about her has been violated for like a week. And now she's got to take care of this fucking kid and pretend it's her son. Yeah. And then at the end, she's just like, sure. Welcome, Caster. Thanks for consulting me on welcoming Caster Troy's psychopathic child into our lives. Really, she's also just watching as like this girl's like saying goodbye to him as she's dying on top of him, too. And just everything is so uncomfortable. This woman has just been through too much. She's been through too much. Yes. I mean, you make it now and none of that's happening. There's so there's a little bit more nuance, perhaps, in that situation. Is it like, I mean, is everything about it age super well? No. Does the (laughs) ridiculousness of the plot age well enough that I'm going to watch this every November from now until I die? Yes. <laughs> oh my god, Nicholas. Why wouldn't you? That's there are so many stupid movies that people are willing to rewatch every year that are less exciting. Yeah, I watch well. a Nick Cage every a Nick Cage movie every Thanksgiving. National <laughs> Treasure. Yeah, it's a yeah. silly stupid movie. Fucking national icon. I, I thought this. it was very fun. I'm glad that I finally got around to watching it. I agree. And broken. A- well, I'll let you guys go a broken arrow because I'll, I'll be a little more positive. Immediately about it. into broken arrow, where I would say the sentence I just said, but everything is the opposite, and I gave <laughs> oh. it a two. <laughs> okay, two out of seven for Nick. Not a fan of broken arrow. Doesn't think it has a legacy. Didn't even know it existed. Okay. Yeah, same. I, I really had never heard of people. this movie before. I don't get it. Uh, I gave it a two as well. Um, I had never heard of it before. This is not one that I had people being like, oh, yeah, Broken Arrow. So I don't really know anyone that's seen this movie. Um, I'm sure it, like, mattered at the time. I have to imagine, you know, Christian Slater is in this movie. Like, I'm sure people gave a shit. That's cool. It As far as legacy, though, like, no one cares now, I don't think. Unless you're nostalgic to it because you watched it in the 90s. I don't think anyone cares about this movie there was a moment in when we did the loki episode where you guys were like gabe you look at a very gabe centric part of the internet and i fucking feel like that might have been you that does that because i am very wide reaching with who i'm talking to about this and i can tell you there are a lot of people out there that have seen broken arrow and know what broken arrow is I mean, to be super clear, I wasn't saying that I was talking about the internet. I was just talking about my own life. I don't know anyone that's seen this movie. Um, 
but like I'm sure there are people that saw this movie in the 90s. Um, I'm sh- again, I'm sh- that's what I was trying to say. I'm sure there's a nostalgia for people that watched it in the 90s, but like I don't think it's like carrying on. I don't think it has like it's not good enough for it to have a cult legacy now. I don't think. Definitely not that. It's I think a lot of people that watched it like it it couldn't create there couldn't be like a new cult. They're not going to bring anyone new into the cult of Broken Arrow, but there are a lot of people that like Broken Arrow. It was like a really popular movie when it came out and it was something that like I was told by both my mom and and my brother to watch cuz it's like a really fucking simple silly action movie and there are a lot of people who do seek out those and they're like what are like what are the action movies that i still need to see broken arrow might end up on that list is pretty popular and if you look up face off it's like what are other movies that i should watch if i watch face off like broken arrow is almost always yeah but i think that's because of the john woo john travolta thing it is because of that and it's also because it, it was I mean, it made a fuck ton of money, and yeah. it made John Woo a big American director where he got to do Face Off the next year. So it's not like this movie had nothing. I just don't think it's aged well over time. And I don't think you're going to, like like Layla said, like I don't think you're going to bring in anyone new to liking Face Off. Like, it's it's not good enough for that, and it's not wild enough for that. Like, Face Off is so fucking patently absurd that you're gonna you're gonna enjoy what it is. This movie doesn't fully know what it is and it's so much e- it's almost easier to make fun of this one and know that the movie didn't want you to make fun of it. Yeah. And so that sucks. But I'll still give it a 3 out of 7 cuz it's still like there's enough of a like I really like this growing up. I've seen it maybe four times now. Like that's got to mean something to me. So I'll give it a 3 out of 7. Do you, either of you, wait, before I say this, I really should have scrolled to the bottom of the IMDb trivia page because there are some just tasty little gems down here. Dude. The first one being that John Woo initially intended for Caster Troy and Sean Archer to have in the past been romantically involved in some way, which is amazing. The producers yeah. didn't think that American audiences would like that very much in 1996. Uh, so that didn't happen. See, there you go. Uh, and um, making the adoption of Caster Troy's child even weirder is that the narrative behind the conception of Caster Troy's child is that Caster Troy, the woman who I think her name is Helen, I don't know, doesn't matter, and Dietrich had a threesome together in which Caster Troy impregnated her and then they had that baby. So he had a brother-sister Caster Troy threesome, and then that baby is a product of that threesome. And then they adopted him. And uh, our scores are... I don't care anymore. Uh, do either of you remember the lowest score we've ever had on this podcast? I think it was like For three people? 19. Was that really the lowest score? I think it was really low. That's very low. This one's 32. Oh, no, yeah, I, I didn't 20s. think this would be. I feel like for Broken Arrow, Gabe has been giving it some good scores here and there, so I feel like it wouldn't be that low. You give four. Oh months. no, but I'm wondering what the lowest was. I think it was like in the twenties then. It probably is. Yeah. So we got thirty-two to seventy-five. Not a bad score for Face Off, our namesake. 
Um, and we forgot to talk about in Legacy that we named our podcast after Face Off, so that probably should give it a seven all around. Right? Actually, when I when we first were coming up with the name, we weren't thinking of that, and then I was like, "Oh, this sounds like Face Off." And then yeah. when I looked up other podcasts, they were like, "They were all also hockey using, podcasts." Yeah, they were hockey podcasts, and then they were also using the Face Off poster, yeah. and I was like, yep. "God." Fucking damn it. Yep. And honestly, even though we've been along for the journey of 100 episodes, we should have stopped after one. Uh, Layla, do you have any recommendations? You had mentioned to me that you there are some other 90s action movies that you like. Um, I mean, I just think there are on. good ones. Like I like Mission Impossible and Die Hard. Yeah. And like they're just good. Like they're a like good True series. Lies? Yeah. Yeah. I fun. also like I don't know why, but like when I was young, for some reason, I feel like I saw Speed a lot. I'm not saying that's like a good, like necessarily good, but like I watched it a lot when I was young. There's a lot of people who think that Speed is fucking amazing. I actually have not rewatched it in like 10 years. I haven't years seen and it. I, really I can't to. speak on it. Yeah. Like I yeah. don't, I haven't seen it in so long. So I don't want to say if it's good or bad, but I it's do remember watching plot. that a lot when I was young. Wild plot and like a crazy stacked cast for what it was. Um, do you have any recommendations, Nick, for action movies? Yeah, or Con Air parentheses nineteen ninety seven <laughs> and parentheses is uh, a hilariously bad movie. Yeah, it's pretty um, fun. One of my favorite stupid action movies from the nineties. Um, yeah, I I agree with that one. I also really like um, Air Force One. is pretty fun too. It's like a lot less dumb. Um, I do recommend if you want a good Nicolas Cage movie, a recent one, to show that he has not lost his mind completely. The movie Pig is excellent. Like, it is fucking beautiful. It'll make you cry. I 100% promise you. Um, also, I would recommend the movie Ronin because this is so slept on. It's with uh, Robert De Niro and um, Jean Reno. Uh, Smoke and Aces. There's a moment in like Face Off where I was like, oh my God, we should have done Smoke and Aces. Mm. But that would give away the plot of Smoke and Aces. So sorry if I just did that. Um, and then best action movie of this year, 2021, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I recommend people watch because um, the action is fucking sick. And to me, the action is the juice. Next week, nothing. Sorry. Uh, once we did 100, we had to take a break, and it's Thanksgiving, so gobble, gobble, motherfuckers. Um, then we got a special, uh, we, we got two special holiday episodes coming out. Uh, we'll let you know what those are. And we got one with an actor with 112 write, er, acting credits to his name. Maybe he has some writing Dude, if this guy well. bails on us, you have hyped this up in like four different episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I think it's awesome that we could get this guy. So um, look out for him he as really, well. He got us, dude. If you want to give us suggestions for other episodes that we should do, now that we've done 100, we're going to run out at some point, even though we're so creative. We would love to hear what episodes you would want us to do. Um, and anything that you would want us to like work on for uh, the next hundred episodes hit us up on social media we're on instagram we're on twitter look up facing off anyone got a send off oh way you good looking i said god damn what a rush <laughs> Layla, you gotta do something no damn it <laughs> At Parker, our purpose is simple. 
We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.